Yeah, I want to start talking about uh, what's the name? Gamers Eight. Mm. Gamers. Please 8. do. Yeah, I think all of us were there. Yeah, it was a vibe. It was uh, vibes and energy. That's uh, for the people who missed out. I feel sorry for y'all. Uh, I would love to say that, you know, we wish I, you had you there, but no. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> I feel sorry for them too. Yeah. You know, to be honest, like, I'm a huge gamer. So being there and kind of seeing the one thing that I loved, I'm walking through and I'm listening to all these game soundtracks that I'm recognizing. I'm like, I can't, I'm in the middle of Real and this is blasting here. Nice. Yeah. That's that cool. was cool. That's, that's, that's a good uh, description of the vibe. Yeah. Until we got to the concert. Oh, then the energy came. Yeah. <laughs> and then the energy came. It was uh, yesterday was what's the name? Uh, the homies entitled and uh, Jeed and also Saud, Cali B, uh, fucking finest, Rayan, Moeed Nafai. Who else was on stage? Shaolin. Uh, who else? Who else, man? And Tala has like so many people with him. <laughs> and <laughs> and shout out to everybody that was there. Uh, it was an experience. Yeah, for it, sure. It was, it was an experience watching last year where the boys were and, you know, giving a little bit of work at XP and then watching now everybody's on stage locally in their own hometown. It was beautiful. Uh, for people who watched, I was backstage for Entitled. Yeah. So here's the thing. I wanted to come to you guys to watch uh, the show, Entitled show with you guys. But I wanted to be there for him. You know, like I just want, I just want to be there in case he needs anything. And like... It was just so incredible, you know, just mm-hmm. watching him walk the stage. Anyone who saw Entitled at XP and saw this, it's like major fucking Well, here's difference. the thing. Here's the thing. I missed out on XP. I wasn't there for XP. And then the show they did at Middle Beast, I wasn't there. So this is the first time I'm seeing them live. Oh. And, you know, especially with Saud, Jeet, who I've met and I know. Entitled, I haven't really had much... Uh, He's not important. He's not important. Mm-hmm. Fucking title. In terms of personal relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but every time you mention Entitled, like, yo, you have to listen to him. You have to, you, you keep your, you know, you're um, always shouting him out. So for me to see that for the first time, to see local artists. Yeah, that was, that's actually... And remove the fact that whatever personal relationship I have with any of them, just seeing local artists moving the crowd like that. Yeah. And hearing the crowd sing the lyrics. Dope. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> like I listen, I listened to it, but I never really pay attention brand. to the lyrics. I'm brand. I'm brand. But now I'm going to focus. I'm like, yo, th- this is actually like connecting and I should actually pay attention to more. And apologies, guys, that I, I wasn't paying attention to what you wrote. Don't, but don't, don't, don't apologize. Come on. You're on the podcast. There's no apologies here. All right, screw it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on a limb and say the lyrics involve the words, yo, a Girl. All right. Okay. Do you, do you want to okay. leave? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to leave? I'm going to assume the lyrics include <laughs> those in some Actually, some none, of, none of that, to be it's honest. It's not Japanese. It, it's you're actually, not listening it's to it's not. And the thing about Entitled that I like is he knows how to balance the Arabic and English. Yeah. And goes in and out. Oh, he's both, crazy. Yeah. Which. Yeah. No, no one does it like he does. No mm. one does it like he does. No but one does. seeing them on stage and seeing that. And I was like, you know, for me, it was like, okay, this is the first real step. Yeah. That I've seen with local talents stepping up that way. And they sort, and with them, they created that lane here. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's their hard work. You look at, for example, people who go to the, to the concert yesterday, let's say they don't know any of them, right? If now they go check Saud, there's a back catalog exactly. of music. Jeed, back catalog, entitled. Ah! 
Back catalog <laughs> Back singles Back singles The album that would not Fucking release He still didn't release it No he still didn't release it I released three collections Before him He still didn't release The fucking album Fourth one Releasing before G released an album But But then you know Entitled You see And With that I'm looking into the features, right? Then I go to Aziz Wave, then I go to MBL, then I go to Cali B. And you're looking at this collective of artists that they have a huge catalog between them that I can, you know, I can vibe to, I can play, I can get into different styles, different and qualities. Yeah. So for that, I was like, okay, you, but then you look at other people in the hip hop industry here. You look at them, they're like, they release one single a year. Even if, even if, and it's like, and they're celebrated, like they've that, done it. Well, that's the problem that we we'll have. Get, we'll get into that yeah. in a bit. So let's actually <laughs> focus on the show. But the show, the show was amazing. Entitled killed it. We loved it. And then right after that, I know Jeed was coming on, mm. and I was like, "Yo, I'm, I need to run and watch Jeed." So I dragged Entitled. We all went outside and we met with the boys. Everyone was there. Shout out to the homie Rex. He was there. I don't know, you know. I wish him all the best. Mm. He's also sitting back there. But <laughs> <laughs> Rex was wild. And yeah, yo. Rex was going nuts. The yeah. best thing is he was maskless. Yes, exactly. And nobody knew. And nobody knew. Yes, except us. And the thing is, the problem is I mess up. But I call. I keep calling him by his real name and by Rex yes. every now and then. So it's like I needed to. See, I did a good job of ignoring his real name. So I don't have that problem. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. No, but then That's the trick. If That's you say trick. Rex and he responds and you're like, all right. It works. Yeah, true. <laughs> no one will know that that's the guy. And then G pulled up. G is a crowd worker. Mm. That mm-hmm. boy made them move. It was everything, 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 bro. When Saud came out, it was wild. When Shaolin took over for a minute, it was wild. All of it, all of it. Just watching back to back the homies who work so hard in the craft, who are so passionate and quality of work. Come on, Saud's drums. I mean, there's no one mm. needs to speak when it comes to fucking drums. Saud knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Everybody in Talo delivered. Saud delivered. G delivered. Everybody that got on stage delivered because all of them like are so fucking passionate. And it was so beautiful to see an hour of people that we know have the quality, who deserve the love, who are good at what the fuck they do. It was just, it was amazing. It was, I swear to God, I don't want to say this about Calabi, but me and Calabi had a moment after because, Aww. oh, thank you. It's adorable. Yeah, cute. yeah. I went like this and he held my hand like this <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the stage. We were like this. Eye contact. His hand. So eye contact. <laughs> full eye contact. No <laughs> blinking. Did he say I can't quit you? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for Calabi. Even when he's not here, I'm giving him shit. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, that's on brand. That's, it is mm. on brand. So it was just watching... A, a packed house with our boys performing. It was just amazing. There was Russ. I don't know if you guys know him, but he was, he was okay. He was Who? good. To be honest, I looked at Russ when he came. I kind of had him in real. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks, it looks yeah. like he could be part of yeah. that. I could have seen him at Moyet's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must have seen him at Entitled's house. But, you know, it's, I think even for us, like the, his huge following here. Exactly. Everybody loves that him. That pushed him to another level as yes. well. Because I know for a while in the U.S., He had, he had a lot of hate and all that, but that dude hustled. Like I look at him, he's a hustler. I look at the same lane as the guys here. When he did, he's like, all right, no one wants to play me. I do it on my own. I'm releasing one song a week until I, I blow up. So now, you know, he made it. He owns his own stuff. And, and he's on another level. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
So oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, no. he he went on his own. Well, he owns like his own he, yeah, he carved he his, his own, own fucking way. He owns all his shit. Dope. That's so dope. all the money yeah. he makes is him. Nice. Yeah, there's no, no middleman. Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody showed up for him, and it was beautiful to see that the boys opening up for him. And they're like, we know where you guys, you guys are here for hip hop, right? Look at your local talent, what they have. Mm. You know? And that was just a beautiful sight to see. Yeah. I wish everybody was there for it, you know, but since there, nobody was there. <laughs> it was sold out house. house. You know what? How about we start the podcast? That's I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about the podcast. Wait a minute, this is the problem. Now I feel like I'm. Now I feel like I'm. Mm. Now that's the podcast, huh? <laughs> now you hear it. Now I know nothing's going to get cut. Turks. That's enough. Okay. That's enough. Uh, Hey, welcome back to Kepsa Chiboy Adam. What's up? What's poppin'? Episode 172. I, I knew it all along. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. Well, I got the homie Turks right behind me. Yo. I got listen number one right next to me. Konnichiwa. Uh, <laughs> I got. Uh, sadly, listen number one is not here. We deported him to Italy. He's on, he's on a, uh, an investigation trip. <laughs> he's investigating Italy. <laughs> Listener number one? No, no, Shams. Oh, my bad. No, ew. Anyway. <laughs> you ruined my secrets. Tickle. <laughs> you ruined my secrets. <laughs> well, anyway, Shams, he's on vacation. He's not on vacation. He's actually out to the homie's wedding. Shout out to Hussein and his beautiful wife. Wish you all Shout the up. best. Uh, Shams went on behalf of the boys because we all couldn't travel. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, he must be enjoying himself right now uh, swimming in. Would you say he was swimming in? Uh, carbohydrates. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Keep it PG. Anyway, <laughs> also, we have someone new on the podcast and we just, you know, got it. <laughs> I'm replacing Shams here right now. We got a sub teacher here. Yeah. We have a special guest, someone, teacher. Uh, that, <laughs> that I really, really respect and uh, I, uh, I can say love and hate at the same time. I mean, it's just natural. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. We have the homie Sultan Gedek that we kept annoying the fuck out of here with them. <laughs> All the shout outs. Finally. He actually has a face. He actually Finally. exists. I, you know, we've been, I think we've talked about, I think the, one of the first things you kind of mentioned to me is when are you going to come on the pod? Definitely. I remember the first time we sat down when we saw the agreement in hate. Yes. Yeah. It yes. was very much. There was a, yes. there was a nice balance. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, from the know. first time I talked to him, like I, I felt like I had a lost brother. <laughs> <laughs> My brother in hate. Yeah, exactly. We come together like we really hate on things. <laughs> exactly. You know? it's, it's, it's very, you know, positive. Mm-hmm. It's very positive. Not only that, I'm, I'm going to tell you. So I remember the first time that you followed the podcast and I geeked out. They didn't understand why. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they had no clue why. Mm-hmm. Because... Gelag before becoming the Gelag the clothing brand, it was actually a, a racing team that you guys used to go take on gumball and so on. You guys are the owners of the famous Batmobile with the Saudi license plate. Yep. Both yep. of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two one of them. didn't work, one worked. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Uh-huh. The second one was a Lamborghini that you turned into a Batmobile. That's a different conversation I want to have with you later on on this one. Because I, like you actually cut that up. Personally, I didn't. Uh, uh, no, that well, yeah, for Batman. Yeah. Just have to be for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> for Batman. But I remember you guys from back in the day during that, mm. you know. And then I remember the clothing brand. And then when I saw you follow, I'm like, oh shit! Like, oh okay, this is nice. And then when we started talking, like, yo, fuck, like I have like so much in common with this dude. And like I like you were so you always been so humble and so hateful. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Sounds like watching a chick flick. My God, what's happening here? <laughs> you guys right? gonna hug? Listen, yeah, you just have no fucking feelings. True. No one loves you, True. and you die alone. All right, <laughs> <laughs> just remember that. You know, now stay in the corner. 
Okay, fair point. But <laughs> the alone part kind of got me. But yeah, okay. The thing that yeah, we always—that's called being too real. Alone part, too real, too real. Not the death part, the alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. the alone part. Why do you have to remind him? We have to. So, got to the clothing brand, and then when we first started seeing clothing brand, like when the boys understood what Gelag was, they understood the commitment. Like you are so fucking committed to this. And the beautiful thing about it, you're not committed in a way that you want to sell. No, you want to create. And like, mm. it's very hard to describe you to people. From uh, writer, filmmaker, producer, director, creative director, uh, fashion designer, uh, does push-ups for no reason. Like, there's like so many things that I can define you as. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Like, but you're so fucking good and creative in the way that you want to pave the way to the things that you want to get and you do not look at anything else but what you want to really do and you really like put in the fucking time and effort and this speaks in the quality of all the things that you release and so I, I should just he just said everything exactly yeah, 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 yeah. let's just go alright thank yeah. you Salam. No, yeah. here we are appreciate but, you yeah. but really I, Rex I, take him out <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you know all the you know hate all the hate no but it's you say you have a hard time describing me. I have a hard time describing myself because mm. I'm my thoughts are just everywhere. Like I said, with, in film, uh, writing, and all that. Majmuat and son. Anyway, so but I would have said Renaissance man. But yes. I was gonna say but Renaissance yeah. man, but yeah. yeah. But it's it's not. I don't do it in order to be those things. And that's, that's true. You know, I don't. I never call myself a fashion designer. You know, I never, I never do, I never, I still don't call myself a director, even though I've directed films, because I haven't done something that's available publicly that people can see and people can be like, okay, he's done that. Mm. I've produced movies that are public. Um, but again, that's not the conversation we're going to have in, within that industry. That's another. That's a different That's country. another that, That's going to be round two. That's yeah, yeah. round two. Once I release something, then I have a right to talk. Exactly. But, you know. Well, I, see, this is what I love about you. Like I told you a hundred times, yo, come, let's, let's have a conversation. Especially when the, when the Champions movie came out. Mm. You're like, no. When I drop, I talk my shit. Exactly. Because I don't see the point of talking about something that I haven't done yet. I haven't done like people can see, people can be like, judge my work. Mm. You know, because as, as you know, or I, I don't know if you know, I don't like being in the public. I don't like putting myself. Yeah, no one knows public. who you are. That's the problem. Yeah, people know, <laughs> they know. But so, but I'm in these industries where you have to network. You have to go out. You have to meet people. You have to show your face. I sit at home and I'm on my laptop, whether it's writing or designing, emailing and all that. And I hate going to these events. So it, I have to make the work. I have to make the pieces. If it's the, the brand, I have to make each piece tell the story without me having to talk about it because I don't want to talk about that's, it. That's the, that's the <laughs> and drive. It's, and it's, it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm trying that's to That's the like, drive. Yeah, yeah, in order yeah. for me, I don't speak in to In order to not leave yeah. the house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And have a conversation Exactly. With you. I don't want to have a conversation with anybody. I'll make something so, so make good something, that I don't have to leave. Exactly. I mean, Self-explanatory. Yeah. Good is subjective, but self-explanatory. <laughs> 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 you down to earth. <laughs> it's true though. It's true though. That's a fact. It's because I hate on a lot of things that... People can say subjectively, it's my opinion. I say objectively, they're bad. But that's a different conversation that we're having. <laughs> that's true. So this is the first time I think I'm actually coming out like on a podcast. And I remember, I remember I told you, like, if I'm gonna, ever going to do a podcast, I'm going to do it here. 
So we can have a, a very... Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the last episode of Pasta Capsa. You'll Welcome know to the final, episode of, the final episode of Pasta Capsa. final episode of Pasta Capsa. The amount of people that are going to get annoyed and, and angry. And we're going to get yeah. canceled. <laughs> so... It was a good run. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Episodes. You know, the best thing is, Shamsi isn't here for the final one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Deservedly. He's not getting punched. That's, that's a good thing. Because he yeah. was supposed to die before the final episode. So okay. consider this death. Yeah. So, There's poetic justice. In there, is, there, there is something to be said about this podcast, why I want to come to this podcast. Because you guys have a conversation. Yeah. If I look at other podcasts in the region, and not to be specific, they're more like glorified in interviews. That's true. What have you accomplished last year? What when you what did you feel when you did this? And I'm someone like, is always selling. It's always that they're selling themselves, not even a product. Yeah. I'd get yeah. it if it's a product. They're selling themselves as uh, the product. As the product, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's essentially people telling me, "Okay, how awesome are you? I'm this awesome." That's what I see. Yeah, you know, like yeah. forty-five. There's minutes. no pushback. There's no like, "All right, let's actually get into the issues that you're having." But here. You know, whenever someone talks themselves up, you shoot them right down. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is we have to. Which is which is exactly what is needed. That conversation is needed, and that's why I'm like, I want to, and that's why we get along. Exactly. Because you shoot mm-hmm. people down publicly, and I do it privately. <laughs> conversations. <laughs> because we had a lot of conversations. Because we're not, gonna, as you said, we're not going to talk about the movies and the mm-hmm. cars and everything. All this going to be different episodes of cancellations. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the fa- the fashion one unlisted. Exactly. The fashion one is a conversation that I really want to have with you. There's a lot of people that reached out that want to come on the podcast and speak about fashion. But this was my fear. My fear was you come here to sell me your product. I'm not here for the product. If the product is good, everybody's going to love it. Period. True. My problem was I did not find one honest person to really describe the Saudi fashion industry. Because what, everyone is a salesman. What and do you I mean, understand. Adi? What do you mean, Adi? Do you mean this shirt that is, that's a white t-shirt that says Tafshan? <laughs> and you're selling it for 800 riyals? Or just what a logo. That's not, uh, a that's logo that feels like, uh, what's it? The Sadu. poly... Polyester? Sorry, that's the default. What's the fillet? Styrofoam. Styrofoam. Yes, you styrofoam. know, those oversized t-shirts with styrofoam that, that basically have one logo. And, and they're bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like you're wearing a box. Exactly. Like a cardboard mm-hmm. box. And you walk around and it like makes your silhouette like three times the size. You walk around like you're... <laughs> <laughs> Big muscle man. You well, lift up, yes, listen, yeah. you lift up your hand, like the, it comes up to here. here okay. Now, That's, uh, there's like three fucking lanes to talk about this. Oh, okay. And I don't okay. know which one to go into, but here's the thing. Left lane. All right. Always. Okay. <laughs> Always. This <laughs> says a lot <laughs> about you. No, that's some Fast and Furious shit. Sorry, yeah. go on. So, left lane. <laughs> when it comes to the Saudi industry, right? The fashion industry specifically. I'm, in, I'm a person that's in love with streetwear, you know? And as someone who grew up abroad, I understand the value of streetwear. How it speaks about what's happening to people locally, you know? That's why it's called streetwear. It's about what's happening over there. And I think in the last couple of years, there's been like, I don't know, like 90 new brands. And these brands, you can just basically, I think 85% to 99% are the same. It's all loungewear. That's exactly it. And it's all the same sweatpants made by the same manufacturer, just a different logo on a different price. And I know that's true because that manufacturer sent sent us an email. It's like, yeah, y'all want some? It's like, <laughs> yeah. they sent us an email, we can do manufacturing. We're doing, man- oh, in Saudi Arabia, we're doing manufacturing to these brands. And I'm like, oh, I know each and every one of them. And that's why they're all the same. Because it's the same manufacturer. They're using the same blanks. They're using all that, just changing the logo. What's the problem? Is it creativity? It's, it's not that. It's the intention of going into it. 
You know, I'll tell you something. I never, we know, Gelag was never meant to be a clothing brand. They're never meant to be, it came by design because of the car stuff that we do. We used to hand out t-shirts. I mean, uh, uh, I was about to make a mistake and call him by his real name. Yes. But <laughs> yes. he's- Rex been, Wall. Rex has seen at some points how we do things on the rally and how we give out the t-shirts and all that. So people started asking us where they can buy them. So we started creating merch by demand. And it was just- basically graphics on blanks. We used to use Gildan and all that. So it was never something serious. And then as we did it, we did more tours, we did more trips. It, the quality started improving with every step. And then it came to a point like, okay, let's actually think of it as its own coherent brand that operates separately from the cars. Once we did that, things started to shift towards people started knowing the clothing more than the cars. Oh, really? So, oh. and P, especially when we did the Gelag Garage, it's... Uh, they're like, oh, why garage? I'm like, oh, because this is our history. And plus, we have a lot of people who follow us who are into cars that the more cultural Saudi, like the Bisht coat and the mm, Wizard Pants. The Bisht coat is still fire to this Isn't day. for them, you know? Uh, well, there's a few new ones, the different designs are coming and out. Can't so. wait. Take my money. Can't wait. So um, to them, it didn't connect with them. And plus, we didn't want to lose them as an audience because they've been with us from the beginning. So like, all right, let's create automotive uh, related so a lot of people didn't even know that Galax started with cars uh, no no whatsoever so, so one of the things we used to do we had a screen at the pop-up so we used to replay the Galax videos so okay. people can see it and see the trips and like they don't even have to watch the whole video they just look at it and like oh okay mm, they can correlation yeah and that's and that's how the mentality right now is thinking okay how can we connect everything how can we make it more accessible because i don't want to sell a hoodie for like 900 reals because i think that's dumb you know i'm trying as hard as i can now to realistically make my stuff more accessible for everybody without sacrificing without sacrificing quality. quality exactly so that comes with logistics and working with factories and finding the factory that would work with us and sort of restructuring the brand in that way which is what we've been working on for the past few months so it sounds like that you had a strategy I, and a plan and a thought process for the company. So, <laughs> so, so actually, no, no. So let me, let me, let me sort of back. To, I did not have a plan. Okay. I did not have a strategy. But you saw the opportunity. There was the opportunity, but also I had a thought process. See, there's what's missing. From, there's no thought process in a lot of the brands that come That's out. True. Like st- make whatever, put a catchy brand name. That means nothing, essentially, if you analyze it. And just put a logo and put it on a t-shirt and sell it and give it to a couple of influencers and then you're good. Well, that was the play and it's still the play to this day. It, it is still the play and it's fine. Uh, I don't mind it because at the end of the day, it's a hustle. It's a business. Make money, make money. It is, I don't okay. mind. The intention is a money crap though. Uh, but yeah, this is, okay. You're all, I agree with you when you say, if yo, this is what you want to do, you go ahead and do it. But as a consumer... What they're doing with their low quality is causing an issue for the market. So here's, so here's where we have to solve it or whoever's, you know, um, we have to give the consumer the other option. We have to present them with a better option. You know, uh, we have to present them with an option that is affordable, accessible, and it's a, be- a better quality. But that comes with being able to find the right manufacturing. 
which is something that we do not have now. And the issue is people have the perception, Saudi brands are expensive. Uh, why are you selling a t-shirt uh, for 200 riyals, for example? I'm like, I'm only selling it because it's costing me higher. Like, oh, but other brands, bigger brands are selling it for lower. Yes, because they have bigger orders. Exactly. They can buy for lower. I'm buying limited orders, so they're charging me more. So that's why it's more expensive. I'm not doing it. I don't want price exclusivity. I would sell jackets for 20 riyals if I can. It's not about that. I want more people wearing my stuff rather than having this image of my, oh, Galeg is quality for a certain type of person. I want, ev if I can have everybody wear it, I'm, I'm good with that. So but I need to make it make sense in, in terms of business. You're it, trying it to set a new standard, but the, the infrastructure is not there? The infrastructure is not there. So I'm trying to yeah, look and- All look. manufacturing, because uh, it's not only manufacturing, you're talking about manufacturing, import, shipping. Yeah. That, all that. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. comes together to ask more- expenses on what you're trying to do yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called yeah. economies of scale everyone yeah okay, yes. <laughs> well exactly exactly so that's that's the mindset um one of the you know some of the times we actually sold below industry standard markup where we barely made a markup on it just to keep the prices affordable because oh, we wow. didn't want to have something that is uh, that's crazy expensive. You don't want to disconnect from I your don't, audience. I want them to buy it. If I can sacrifice a little bit of a margin, or if I can sacrifice a margin while not losing money in order to keep my, uh, my customer or to give them something that they think that is actually has more value than what they paid, I'm fine with it. As long as I'm not losing money. Then there's there's something you gotta issue. balance there's the books. Of course, exactly. You, you, there's you an need issue to be sustainable. So as much as we can, we actually we alter the pricing to keep things consistent. Where it's like, oh, this T-shirt's going to be that. I'm like, no. If it costs us less, we'll sell it for less. So it's not. I don't care about having consistency in price. If if something costs me less, I'll I'll sell it for less. If something costs more, I'll sell it for more. Because of if it's the embroidery, if it's the material, if it's all that, it's that's the consistent thing with us. It's whatever based on our cost that we're going to sell. See, here's the thing. Like even if you at one minute raise the price and at one minute lower the price, the quality that you do deserves a higher price. Whether it True. deserves it or not, what did it cost me? I'm, because I'm not comparing myself like, oh, this brand sells it for this and I'm at the same level as that brand. I should have mine the same. If I can sell that, this luxury brand's quality for a lower price. Which you already do. <laughs> <laughs> Which you already do. Let's be honest. You already I'll, do. I'll do it. I'll do it because it's the best advertisement for me is word of mouth. Is people liking the stuff. My stuff lasting. Galeg lasting more than a season they can keep they can wear it for like a couple of months and then put it in the closet and not wear it for three years and then bring it out or sell it at a thrift market someone else buys it in a few years later you know you want it, it to last. last i want it to last you know that's the main goal and when people talk sustainability that's the biggest sustainability make something that lasts don't make something cheap that you can throw and then say oh um we're using recycled fabrics mm. <laughs> Zara. I mean, it's, <coughs> it's, it's, it's that, uh, Forever 21. 
<coughs> giving movement. Giving movement. <coughs> yes, giving movement. Yeah, so uh, we're trying to give to the movement. I mean, you got to give to the movement. Yeah, of know, course, it's the uh, plane ride to London uniform. It's a deep cut. Yes, we talked oh. about it the other day. It's true. If, when I was going to London, that whole flight. Was the giving moment was sponsored? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sponsored by the giving moment. <laughs> this moment sponsored by the giving moment. <laughs> the whole first class was embroidered. But so, here's the thing: mm. even I'm not, I'm not talking to you about how you are pricing, okay? But that goes into it, though. It does go into it for, from you from a business standpoint. Yeah. But what what kind of annoys me is that let's talk about the shoe, for example. All right. Mm. So when you dropped that shoe, the second I had it in hand. From the second I touched it, I knew it was quality. Do not take that clip. Mm-hmm. Salsa mango, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone, salsa mango. Okay? When I grabbed that shoe in my hand. Be you got to be specific. <laughs> Actually, from, from the box itself, you knew it was quality. And, and because I use myself as a litmus test, because I don't leave the house, because I don't talk to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have, I have to make stuff that I would wear or I would buy. And I have to ask myself, would I buy this for this price? Or would I think twice before buying it? Mm. If I think twice before buying it for the pricing as well, even though like it, it all falls into it, then I'm like, okay, maybe I need to rework something. But if it's a no-brainer for me, then I'll do it. Then I'll go for it. So I have to keep asking myself all the time. If it's something that's good enough for me to buy, then I'll sell it. We had a few things that we made, and I have them all in storage, that were not good enough when they came, when they arrived. And I'm just, I was like, no, we're not going to sell it. They're going to rot in a warehouse. I'm, it's, it's not something I want to offer the customer. This is what I respect about you. That's why every time you have a drop, like the F1 drop, like all these drops that you do, it was getting garage was amazing on its own for a totally different reason. But even when you do your your drops, the thing that I love about it is because I know what I'm buying is what the brand owner, right, is putting himself into it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm buying something that's made for masses. Yeah. So, mm. so part of that, I used to make fun of people who wear their own stuff. <laughs> so, Welcome to the club. Yeah. So it's like, I, I used to make fun of them. I'm like, oh, we get it. You have a brand. But it came to a point where we're design, I'm designing something or we as Geleg are designing something that is very specific to what we want. You know, a lot of it's cut and sew. We don't use many blanks. Um, so a lot of it's to our specifications. So I'm creating the exact clothing that I want to wear. So I had to be okay with wearing what I exactly want to wear. In order for me exactly. to understand if, I, if, I'm, if I'm comfortable in this. How no, is no, it? In order to stop making fun of myself. <laughs> you had to. to stop, uh, you're actually making clothes for yourself. No, no, this wasn't about me. I had to, I had yeah. to train myself. I had to, I had to train myself <laughs> not to think like I look like an idiot for wearing my own brand. <laughs> you know, because I used to make fun of those people. But you know what's the beautiful thing about you? No one knows who you are. So That's even fantastic. It, so if you, I know who I am. That's you know, the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But no one knows. So when you come Tell up with it, it's, it's for you. It's tafsil. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> what you did. But on a larger scale. That's it. But, uh, but yeah, so it, that, that was, you know, I'm my own litmus test. If it's not good enough for me, it's not good enough for me. It's just that's when, it. when you do your drops, what, what's the motivation after it? To move on to the next thing? Yeah. Mean? So... Normally, when we have a drop about to happen, we already think, we're already thinking of the next one. 
they, of, that's of course standard for a brand, but mm-hmm. uh, there it did come to a point where I was sort of hitting a wall. I'm like, especially after the last uh, Cosmopolis drop. Yeah. I was like, what more am I going to do? I'm like, this is kind of getting boring. Am I just going to look for different regions in Saudi and sort of put, I'm like, it's fine. It's good. But like, what am I doing different? Because as you know, every collection has nothing to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And true. that was good for a while. But once it got to a point where like, I have to keep changing every time and I never want to repeat, um, it became a problem. But then, you know, we got this opportunity to do the, uh, the pop-up in Jeddah. Yeah. And with that, we're like, okay, the theme, what's the theme like garage? And that kind of opened another lane. We're like, oh, this can be a fun kind of small drop that we can do. Small drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Yo, Rex, you heard that? He said small, small drop. drop. <laughs> small I'm drop. still chasing okay. that overall. You had yeah. a lane, bro. No, no, okay? no, no, but, you had a packed I, place. I, but I'm saying this the thought process before we got into it. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. I'm saying small because- so that was back in the day. No, small- Size is relative. S- mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to you, Keep, t- keep telling it yourself. Was, <laughs> it was the, the number of pieces, I mean, we're making. That's what okay. I mean, small drop. All right, all right. I don't mean like the whole thing. It turned out to be a whole situation. Exactly. So we did that and then we they're giving us a space. Like, how can we make it more interesting? We're going to be next to all these brands. How can we make ours different? And you know what happened? How we thought? We're like, oh, we actually have a concept that is interesting, that is a theme, that is consistent. While other shops just had racks and put their sign outside and like they're expecting people to come in. <laughs> Proud Angels. Mm. <laughs> 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 <What? laughs> no, but but I don't know if uh, he Shout out to Proud. I, I love you. I'm sorry. I but I don't you. know if actually he was at in Jeddah. He wasn't. No, no, it wasn't Jeddah. It was it was the one in the boulevard. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel like that's what Riyadh likes. They like simple, just put a sign and you know. We'll it was, see. It was as empty as his heart. <laughs> that's how empty it was. <laughs> oh wow! So, so, so that, full of that was that was shout out to proud yesterday. Sorry. We had a good proud. talk. Yeah, shout out to proud. Uh, so that was the the sort of idea, the conception. Then we, the more we did it, the more details. We we're like, oh, this will be fun if we do this. We'll be do this. We'll do the neons, and we actually go to the junkyard and get these old toolboxes. So it it's a f- we were enjoying the process of creating it, and it wasn't like, oh, this is what's going to sell. Like, what would be fun to walk into in a place like the City Walk, where it's essentially a theme park with food? True. You know, if, mm. w- theme park with good food. That's very specific. Um, no, because. Negotiable. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> Arguable. No, there were, okay, with decent food. Yes, All right. there you go. <laughs> Thank I you. mean, it wasn't in Rabba, but yeah, it's, exactly. it's for us, Jeddah. We were happy with that. Please leave us alone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Completely forgot. Yeah, different standards when it comes to food. Yo, Boulevard Ruinous. Right, <laughs> even before Boulevard, even before Boulevard, Oasis, Middle Beast, like everything ruined. And us. it's not we had six weeks. You guys had six months. Yeah, we're just vibing, yeah. <laughs> vibes and energy all over the place. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we had to make ourselves stand out there, and it just became a fun project. And even the guys that we found to work the shop, you know, they were very dynamic. With they knew the brand, and it and it was just about enjoying the experience. To me, get a garage was never. A thought like, oh, I'm going to make money off of this. It was a marketing idea, to be honest. I thought of it, if it was a write-off, it's a write-off. I never expect, but it became something bigger. People enjoyed it. Yes. People enjoyed the experience. Even the guys that, you know, at uh, at the City Walk who were you running You forced the me retail. to fly down to it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, he would not sell me one piece. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you need to come down and buy from here. And I actually flew down for a day. Yeah. And it was an amazing experience. The people were amazing. Yeah. The, uh, the whole place, even like getting into the place, like, you know, there was something special over here. Alhamdulillah. And especially the bright ass red, like, you oh, know. The neons, yeah, yeah, like, you, you know. You know what's funny? After we put our neons, a couple of the shops ask our guy where, where they can get neon lights. So they start, so I'm, other I'm places started they putting neon. Control C, Control V. Not really, but yeah, yeah. more or less. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the just the idea of God, God, how it grew, it kind of, I, I'd love to say that I had the foresight or like I was thinking, this is what's going to happen. I just kind of do things and hope they work out. <laughs> well, this is what I love about it. That's literally it. I told you like whatever I'm buying from there, I know that there was a thought process behind it. It wasn't a stick a label on something and let's go. Yeah. Like I remember the first time when he showed me get a garage before you even like released it. And you had the overalls and Turks went crazy. Yeah. Oh, I need to, I'll send you the thing for it. Please. Yeah. Thank you. Man, stop sending my yep. friends anything, all right? Yep. No, they has to buy it. I'm not yeah, thinking. Yeah, 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 there we go. There yeah, we go. That's yeah. the vibe. That's the vibe. I just yeah. want to. I just want to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I just want to feel it. Uh, yeah. So, exactly. Oh my god. But that's the thing. Like I know every purchase that I make, there was something behind it in the thought process. It wasn't just something slapped on just to buy. And this is the problem. Like when I I, I love to support local brands. Last year I spent the whole year just buying local, mm. and. After a year of buying local, I'm like, okay, all of you six are buying from the same place. Yeah. It's all the same quality. Yeah. All of you are the same. Like, it, it didn't make sense. Okay, I have your logo on my shirt. Cool. And what? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're using me as marketing for yourself. I'm trying to look good in what I'm wearing. You know, I'm trying to have an identity in what I'm wearing. Yeah. But you look good as an ad. Adam. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. But it's it, you want to yeah, smack that, something on me. <laughs> <laughs> that that's okay, that's the yeah, issue. Pause. That's the issue. <laughs> There's free real estate on that. Uh, <laughs> free advertising. I would not be talking about real estate in head, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're the last yeah. person to I speak say that about because real estate. We know, in we, head. know we know we know the same. The feeling. size of my head is your forehead. I right? don't be talking bullshit. <laughs> you, you I I, I charge more, man. That makes sense. It's obvious. Yeah. Prime real estate. Yeah, prime real estate. Prime real estate. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so there has to be a thought process. And if I'm as cynical as you, where I look at certain brands and I know, oh, this doesn't have a thought process. These are people that woke up or a person that woke up. I want to start a brand. How do I start a brand? 101 on YouTube and off you go. Everybody's watching the same YouTube. The same YouTube video. And I know the exact video they're watching. And that's the problem. <laughs> because I watched it and I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not it. Mm. Like, I don't know how many get a brands are there well i mean a brand that has someone behind so, it that really loves and cares about what's happening so i've i've kind of been keeping an eye out on these things and as uh, same as you i like to support local i find myself more and more trying to find local brands to buy from mm -hmm. and i like especially when i travel i travel yeah especially when i travel i was like how many times did i travel this year oh once mm, exactly uh, <laughs> so uh, i'd like to wear it and i'm like oh yeah this is a saudi brand you know, it doesn't have to be Gaelic. I just want to wear Saudi brands. Any good quality Saudi Good brand. quality Saudi yeah. brands that are doing something different. And I've managed to filter um, filter out good ones in my opinion, you know, and I can list them out if you want. Turba Studio, I love what they do. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Hindam, his Hindam. clothes oh, aren't, uh, listen. Muhammad Khoj is amazing. Muhammad put so much thought. He thinks about it so much sometimes to a fault. 
where he gets to a point where he's like, he wants it to be so perfect that he doesn't want to, he doesn't release it. I told him, I said to his face and I say it here in front of people, I don't give a fuck. He's like, he's going to be our Louis Vuitton. He, that's the thing. That's exactly he needs he's to just be. be confident and just go with it. He will. He will. He will. He so, wants to, that's the thing. He loves it so much that he wants to give you the best out of it. So with Hindam specifically, I tell him, your stuff is in my style, but there are certain pieces where I will put an effort to shift my style to wear it. Facts. You I, know, own a couple, I, I own a couple of his jackets. Because I respect what he does and I know the amount, and I know the quality, I know how much he loves what he does. And sometimes I, he shows me pieces a year or two before it comes out and I'm like, I want that. You know, and for a year I keep pestering him to get it. And, I, and he doesn't drop it. He doesn't drop it. Since you want it, never. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he's someone that I, uh, that I respect a lot. What's wrong with you? What? Was that your cough? Yeah, it was my cough. Okay. Yeah. No, I just uh, uh, closed it real quick. Okay. <laughs> so um, he's, uh, he's someone I respect. Turba ishtahun, they do like weird stuff that I love. It's almost like they think of something, they'll do it, and that's it. And it's a, they do things interesting, like the hoodies and the way they fit their clothes. And I'm like, I like it because they're sort of like me in a sense where the work speaks for itself. They don't want to go out and talk. So like, let's create a whole environment that is just that. Uh, you know, it's a lot of brands. For example, we both love and hate Proud. <laughs> yes. But, the, but it's not about the brand. It's, it's about the person. It's about... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I, 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 you know... I, Proud, proud, I love him. You know, we I love proud, but it's amazing. But I respect his hustle the most when it comes to it. Because I remember the first time I met him. First time I met him, it was at an event in Merkaz in Saudi. And I remember Rex was there. Um, and Proud had a corner at that Merkaz with two racks. He had just moved back and I was talking. He's like, yo, I'm from LA. And all that. And he's talking this, that, and the other. Let's talk. And he's very much proud as we know. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's proud. Mm-hmm. He's always on go. And I think either that day or the day after, I was like, yeah, let's go meet up. And he started talking, just talking about, you know, I, wanted, I just came back. I want to do this. And just kind of vibing. And to see him go from that to what he's doing now, to taking over in Merkaz with his own pop-up with Rex, and having the place in the boulevard, ha- seeing his stuff being worn everywhere, seeing his stuff ripped off for Khaldia and Saudi. Oh, definitely. Once that's one, how you know you made it. You know you made it <laughs> when there's knockoffs of your stuff. I'm waiting to find a Gelag one. I'm like, listen, when that happens, I know I've made it. But the, w- the way he kind of got to where he is, you have to respect that. You, definitely. You always respect the hustle. Yeah. You know, like and he stayed with his, and he's like, all right, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. And he kept going with it, you know, and he's trying to experiment here and there. But I always say, consistent. once you understand the man, you understand everything. Exactly. And when it comes it's to proud, some people might not like how he's, his approach on things. But once you understand that he's a man that's not going to anything to stop him to achieve his dream, you understand the person you're dealing with. Yeah. And he's a guy that doesn't want to hear no. If everything has to break down for him to make it right, then everything will break down in order for it to be right. Yeah, and and that's that's something I respect a lot with him. And sort of, he's sort of the opposite of me and how we work. You know, he's like, I'll just I'll just keep doing it. He's I'll just keep doing it. I'm like, I'll just take a step back and I can't really inhale it, <laughs> inhale and kind of chill and you know be stuck in my bubble. But they're not. There aren't many. You know, Mazrud, I respect. Uh, they've expanded a lot. I used to like what they had before. I haven't seen their new stuff. Apparently they expanded. But just there's a lot of brands that sometimes they start right 
And, and then, then they're like, they'll go the t-shirt and hoodie route. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like, well, I think Swizz was telling me this. It's like you work your whole life to make your first album, mm. right? And you have all that time to make your first album. That's not the problem. The problem is getting the second album. Following it. Yes. That's, I think the follow-up is the biggest issue because also, oh, we made this. It's all, But there's so much quality. There's the details. There's the packaging. There's all that. But not many people bought it. What do they buy? Oh, um, a t-shirt with a B on it. It's like, <laughs> okay, let me do that. Well, with a manga, with a manga on it. Anyway. Or scissors. Or scissors. Mm. But that's, scissors, scissors is another low fucking quality. We'll <laughs> talk about that later on. But, 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 but you know what? They see that it sells. Okay, that's what I need to do. You know, or put a cute teddy bear or something on it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, that's what I need to do. And you can't fault them for thinking that. But also, if the industry is based on that... It's going to be a crappy industry. That's it, not that's not design thinking. That's, that's just not seeing, design thinking. Yeah, that's but also, but that's market study basically. That's what they're is, doing. It yeah. is. It's market study. But then, it, that's what people are seeing. You know, you have that, and then you have the crazy, expensive, super luxury one-off pieces. But they need to have nothing in the middle, catering to that, catering to the middle ground between True. them. But the problem with all these brands are using. All of this as just generating money. What they're doing is that they're they're not encouraging the local market to keep buying local. No. They're actually pushing the local market away. Why am I paying three hundred for your hoodie that's very low quality when I can pay a hundred at H and M and it's a better quality than yours? That's that's the issue. That's the issue. There's no. I don't think there's an. And maybe I'm speaking out of line, but I don't think there's an understanding of quality. No, there isn't. Because sometimes, you know, the, the styrofoam hoodies yes. that people wear, people think that's good quality. I've seen people like, oh, l'cham, halwa, you know, I'm like, I'm like yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you, like, you don't know what the styrofoam, you know? it's not about the styrofoam. And they wash about, it once and what like, bed it, do you, you know, sleep the, on? the sleeve <laughs> comes up to here now, you know, <laughs> you know the, the, that type beat, you know, so <laughs> it, it, <laughs> so it, oh my God, you're an ass. Me? He just passed by. So this is the understanding of quality and what makes good quality and how pricing works with manufacturing. I think that is, there's no understanding of that. So people don't understand what actual retail price is. That's, to be honest, I'll give you, I'll give you like a trade secret. Mm. Why do we have our prices in pounds? Why? Because something that's 45 pounds looks better than a t-shirt that's 200 reals. Well, actually, that's true. But actually, if you... Yeah, that makes sense. But, but, but here's the thing, because I want them to understand that I'm not ripping you off. T-shirts that are the same quality, if you go abroad, it's, that's the pricing. That's, that's true. the standard pricing. That's, yes, that's the truth. So it's not like, it's not a trick I'm trying to trick you. I'm trying to show you I'm comparing to the people abroad. And that, that also plays into it. It's like the comparison with local brands. See, it's consumer psychology one on one. Yeah, it's not only. But here's the issue from everything that he said. From everything that he said, the one thing that I don't think we have here is education. You're not educating the people who want to get into the fashion industry, and you're not educating the consumer. No one is talking to each other. So, uh, speaking of not talking to each other, shall we? uh, Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. I'm I'm down. You want to talk about it? Let's go. So the hundred brands. The hundred brands. Yes. That I'm not to this day, for the life of me, I don't know what the hell's going on. 
I don't think they do either. That's exactly how I feel. So I'll I'll be completely honest with it. so Gedek was a part of the Hunter brand and I stopped responding because they were just lost. <laughs> it, it's oh whoa, whoa. what do they want from you though? So initially I wasn't interested in it. I'm like, listen, I no, I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into that. I'm working on my own stuff. I got a phone call from someone in the fashion commission, got a phone call from someone MOC, got an email from um, I forgot his name. What's his name? Whatever. Uh, he's the French dude. That's Frenchman. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> French man. Yes, that's the head of uh, Vogue Arabia. Uh, and a couple of others. And I'm like, oh, oh you should, we want Gaelic to join. And I got Instagram DMs and all that from people like, oh, we're part of uh, Fashion Commission. We, we want Gaelic as 100 brands. So I started calling, you know, people. I called people that I know. Sort of, should I be involved? It? Should I be involved? Like, what is this, you know? Like, what do you have to lose? Just see what happens. Um, you know what I lost? <laughs> <laughs> Patience? Patience, time, and money. Wow. So uh, the way, so we get into it, and I'm looking at, I'm with all these brands. There's some brands we're in for 20 years, by the way. Wow. That are established. They're in this, thing, they're in this uh, program. And then, you know, they, they interviewed us. They came and they saw each brand. Then they put us in categories. There's bridal, there's jalabiyat, there's made to order. Uh, and they put us, this is, uh, this is the best, our category. So I was put in a category with Proud Angeles. Okay. Um, Turba Studio. All right. Uh, what's, uh, with the hat, with the tie, In Raje or? Yes, In Raje, yes. In Raje, which are now Sule. Yes. Okay. Uh, Keep going. And, and <laughs> there is a brand called Lurline and women's wear brand called Lurline that is based two sisters, Sarah and Saham, that are, um, they do like sort of, they use avant-garde sort of material to make ready to wear stuff. So it's like com all of them completely different brands, completely okay. different lanes. They put us in one category. You know what the category is called? Concept. Oh, okay. Nice. You know, vibes. It's, it's nice. vibes. It's, it's like putting us in a category vibes. like things. <laughs> yeah. You know. Concept. Do you know, I, I tell you some of my problems with the top 100. I don't understand what it's for. It's not, it's, it's, it's to put Instagram posts and pretend they're, it's for certain people to make, um, what's the right, what's the right, to justify their paychecks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Ooh. look, to be very honest, as a guy from the outside looking in, as someone that really cares about what's happening in the market, and we, and us as a team, usually, we're discussing also what's always happening in the country. When it first got announced, we're like, yo, this is going to be wild. Yeah. We're going to know who is the top 100 brand in Saudi. That's one. That's the first education that I'm going to get. That I know what's one. I can't name 100 brands in Saudi. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this was number one. Two, they were talking about, oh, we're going to take this globally in Madrid, Madrid. We're going to do courses. We're going to do it. And we're going to teach. So when I heard all of that, I was like, yo, this industry is about to fucking blow up to the point that we started discussing, yo, fashion lines. What should we be doing? Mm -hmm. And then... Just torpedoed. So here's 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 how it kind of um, how it kind of went. Um, they put us in these categories, right? And we're meant to have two uh, one meeting a month with a mentor, like a Zoom meeting. Okay. And there was weekly classes, like lectures. So to teach a brand, and I'm looking at these lectures, and I'm being put in the same category as brands starting just now. I've had three years, and I'm not saying well established, but 
I know how to put together a tech pack, a lookbook. These are stuff that I've done. Why am I sitting through three hour Zoom lectures about how to take fashion photo- uh, photographs, how to design, how to make consistent designs? I'm like, that's not for me. Other brands, if it's good, I'm. let me preface this. Exactly. This is my experience only. Um, yes. Some people have positives, but this is the issue with not talking to the local brands before you make the program, before you do the program. This is the issue of bringing consultants who don't live in Saudi, who don't understand Saudi, who's from Paris Fashion Week or from Vogue or whatever. And they're applying these... They're, they're trying to apply their industry over here where it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. work. We don't have an industry here. The industry there is even broken. Look, look at true. why all the luxury brands are going street. Yes. Because luxury isn't selling these... Everybody wants something different. Exactly. So that's, it started happening. I started to be like, oh, you know, is it for me? Should I stick it out? I'm like, okay, I'm, there's a certain part of the program that I want to get into, which is wholesale B2B. By the time they got to the first exhibition, the one they did in December, I think. Yeah. hundred brands. And they were talking about make a one-off piece. I'm like, first of all, that's not my brand. I don't do one-off pieces. I do practical stuff people can wear. I'm not going to do some avant-garde Kanye West Balenciaga stuff. <laughs> you know, that's Donda. Show. Yeah, that's- I'm not doing Donda, yes. you know, <laughs> just for a show in Riyadh. I love Riyadh, but that's not going to sell me anything. You know, if people see this jacket that has a mask and has Madrigushu and a helmet tied to What's it. What's the value? There's no value in exactly, it. Exactly. There's, there's no, no value. value in it. There's Especially, no value in an exhibition. That's and, not, and also, there's no value to the brand. To me. I'm talking specifically yeah. to me. There's value in bridal. There's value in the one-off pieces. That custom wear. Custom. That's fine. Yes. Um, but to me, as a ready-to-wear brand that's looking for practical uh, pieces, I was just going to give them the bridge cup. Like here. Yeah, I'm like, here, take this. I'm not, I'm not going to make some... I'm not gonna I've, go, I've been selling it for three years now, like, but I'm, here, take it. <laughs> I'm not going to go out of my way for you guys. Just it doesn't make sense it whatsoever make sense. for you. Yeah, it makes sense for anyone who's yeah. targeting so like it, the Met Gala the, kind of crowd. The thing that sort of worked out and lined up was the fact that I was making the Bishkot and a Saudi cultural thing at the time where they wanted this. I'm like, okay, I have this, so I'll send it to them. And I sent it and it, did, and it was too late, so it didn't get shown. Oh, wow. But I was fine with that. I put it on sale afterwards. So that happened. And then they had... Always has a solution. You always have to. (laughs) So then the next thing was a pop-up in Ramadan that they're working towards. I wasn't going to do the pop-up, to be honest. I was like, you know what? I'm dropping my own. I was working on... I was starting to think about get a garage. So what happened with that was, I think, two weeks or three weeks before the pop-up, they mentioned that there will not be a Ramadan pop-up, a physical pop-up. Oh, is it going to be a virtual pop-up? It's going to be a virtual pop-up. Oh, wow. With Farfetch. Oh, wow. Even So, 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 so here, is, here is the lack of respect that they had for the brands, where they thought they're going to be wide-eyed and just accept a name like Farfetch just because it's Farfetch. But you're having made, <laughs> you're having made to order brands. You're having bridles. You're having jelly. Who the hell goes to Farfetch exactly. to search for new brands? You go to Farfetch to find the brands that you want. Exactly. So, and what annoyed me the most, they sent an intern to tell the brands that. Do you know what that tells me? 
as a, a little business owner in the corner of the world that has to do with fashion, it tells me that these consultants or whoever is working on this program was thinking, what's a quick win that looks good? There we go. That's it. There we go. Not results, not what is needed for the industry. No, no. What looks good that we can throw and say, hey, we also did this. We also did that as if it's a win. For sure. I'm sure you can get on Farfetch on your own without even needing it's, anybody. It's not hard to get on Farfetch. Exactly. Just contact them, give them your stuff and 50-50 chance. That's it. <coughs> that's all, it's, and Farfetch is great, but that's not the end all be all. True. So that after that, but what I liked actually from that phone call is that the brand owners started communicating with each other like, oh, you're not going to do that. They actually told the interns, like, listen, you're not a decision maker. Stay out of this. Wow. They started talking. Oh, I have a, I have a spot. Someone could give me a spot that we can use. Oh, I can do this. I can source that. So they started working together, sort of discussing. Interesting. So then this is when I saw I'm like, if you guys only talked to the, beginning. the brand owners and see what they're capable of, what they have access to. What utilize, ideas do they have? Utilize what you have. But they didn't. They did this program that they thought is going to be bells and whistles and PR and Instagram and put it on Vogue and whatever. And they're going to have the last showcase probably on. It's just not, it's just not what the, it's not, it's not what's needed. What it sounds to me is that it was a disrespectful move to come very, in here very. and assume that the people that are already in the market do not know what they're doing or will accept Something that has a shiny name or, sh you know, something that's bright and sparkly. And say, oh my God, I'm over here. Yeah. It's uh, like when you tell someone, oh, you'll be at Paris Fashion Week. There's a billion brands at Paris Fashion Week that no one hears about. Yo, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't get this obsession. I do not get this obsession. With Fashion with, Weeks? With, no, no, not even Fashion Weeks. <laughs> with, let's say, let's say specifically Paris Fashion Week. All right. Okay. I don't get the obsession of Saudi brands who don't sell here like who barely have a presence in Saudi, who their goal is to have a showcase in Paris Fashion Week. Because it looks good on Instagram. It's, it's San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. No, but San Diego Comic-Con, you're going and you have a product and you have something that you're, you're bringing your things to sell there. Paris Fashion Week, to me, is just pretentious, like not even to the new generation. How relevant is it? Not to the generation all. that goes thrifting, that finds their uh, inspirations from TikTok, from Instagram, from Instagram curators. Yeah. How relevant is that? I think the only reason Paris Fashion Week is just like a prestige thing that people want to do. You got but is Paris it and fashion and then the, the title. Of course, it's a prestige I mean, pretentious thing. Come I on. mean, let's be real. Is Paris great? Uh, yeah, no, true. it's not, but it's pretentious. But, but at the uh, same time, <laughs> most of the brands in Paris, people in Paris can't afford it. Exactly. If you're Saudi. And you're trying to cater to a people who inherently look down on you, who think you're less than, who don't really look at you unless there's money to be made around, uh, behind you. I mean, to be fair, the whole industry is about money to be made, but at least, you know, they're trying to, they play niceties with each other. But when you're from the Middle East and in France, oh, look at you will never look be considered on the same level. As the French yes. or the or the legacy brands. Look at this brand. It is and so it, pretty. It is from the desert. Oh, what is this pattern? It's it, exotic. Oh, it, is, it is the sedu. Oh, it is one. Oh, the sedu. And it this is, is why the sedu keeps uh, going. Oh, it's sedu. Everything is sedu. It's fine. Here's the thing. I don't really care 
for what's happening. I don't care. Everywhere. I know you don't either. But you said something very interesting. And this is what always gets me angry. Is that you as a Saudi brand, you're not establishing yourself in Saudi. You're spending most of your time looking outside, trying to be like, what's over there in order for you to make it? Because you spent your whole day looking at YouTube videos of what everybody's doing over there. And that became your target audience. You've never spent the minute to look at who your target audience is. And when you did, some of them, what did they do? They give you like, you know, these little quotes on a t-shirt or oh whatever, try to be funny. And then you miss out on like, yo, what are you really trying to do here? What's the value? Like, I'm very proud of your brand and proud Angelus. And there's so many others we can talk about. And the reason we're proud of it is because it feels home, right? That's one. It feels like it's one of us. It's one of our people doing it. Um, I said this story to you. I don't know if I told this to Turks or not. Even listen, number one. Never tell me anything. Thank God. <laughs> so I was in, uh, when oh, I was in yeah. London, yeah. okay? I was in a Gucci store. Hold up. Where is it? Yeah. Thank you very much. You the the well. wealth buys a point. I was wearing the Gillick jacket. Mm. And the guy came to me. I was buying another jacket. And he saw me. He's like, oh, what is this jacket? I started looking at it. He's like, oh, this is very nice. Madinesh, Madinesh. And then he's like, where'd you get it from? I, I turn around and show him the logo on the back. Mm. And he's like, Gillick? He's like, aren't these the car guys? Oh, dope. This is like in oh. London. And the person knew exactly what I was wearing. And I felt a sense yo. of pride. I sent him a voice. I, I sent him yeah, a voice. Like, voice. I was like, yo, bro. Yeah. I was so fucking happy that I'm wearing something that is local and recognized globally. So mm. what was my reply? With you wearing the jacket? Uh, okay. No, first of all, this was later on. Okay. Turks, imagine this. Mm. I am wearing something that is great quality. Yes. Okay. And you own it. Yeah. And I wear it because I like it. Won't you be happy for me? Okay, if I'm if I'm Sultan, maybe not. He's gonna be messing like, "Ma kana kama sakta yuregi all the time." I'm like, "It's your friend. I'm wearing your friend." He's like, "Ma kana kahalal too." A bit of variety is always nice, but uh, like you seem like you only got two. Like, yo, relax. <laughs> Rock the Lululemons next time. Yeah, but that's the thing. Do you know what's the first time that I noticed your brand? Like in front of my eyes. Well, one, actually, one of the first times. Don't once, say that's too romantic. Relax. Uh, once I, f- I saw someone wearing it and I was like, okay, like I thought this person was doing a knockoff of Gedeg, the team, you know? But I was like, oh, this guy must be copying whatever it is, whatever. And I just ignored. And then the second time was when you did the Rex Gedeg uh, collaboration. Oh, yeah. Yes, shout out Rex. Shout out Rex. Remember that big purple jacket? Mm-hmm. I saw it in front of me. I was at a event if that's what we call them yeah. uh, at 3 a.m in the morning <laughs> okay so i was there there was a guy in front of me that was dancing middle right east? no it wasn't middle east now middle east i can say it publicly <laughs> and like it's they, they exist uh there was a guy in front of me that was dancing right then he stopped and i saw proud come and talk to him at that time i don't know who proud was and then i sat behind him looking at it and i see like the amount of material used Oh yeah, that jacket was yes. a mission. Uh, uh, mm. No shit, it looked heavy as hell. I'm like, yo, that must be some quality shit. And like, you know, I broke the ice with the dude real quick, just took out his jacket. That's, that's what I do with guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I break the ice to see the clothes. That's move. <laughs> that's always my move. Opening it's called the Adil. <laughs> so I came like, I was actually like, I, I grabbed the jacket and I was looking at the material. I'm like, yo, fuck, this is really, really good. And like, when I saw that in front of me, I was like, okay, no, this must be the actual brand. Mm. It cannot be some knockoff. No one's going to spend that kind of money to do a jacket in that fucking quality. Just to say that, bro, the embroidery was so fucking oh, yeah, thick. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know? And I thought, I was like, yo, fucking respect. 
I really, really like that. It was one of the first moments that I actually really, really like. I noticed, okay, there's someone here who really gives a shit about delivery, about everything. And to be honest with that. And I wasn't talking about Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rex, nah, Rex, 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 Rex put us cut. through the ringer with yeah. that one, to be honest. Cause, uh, that's Rex. Cause at, yeah. the, at the beginning, it was like collaborate. Cause from the get go, we're like, we're not going to put two logos together and just, or put just the Rex face and get again. And we're like, so the first thing I told Rex, and I remember this, I was like, I want you to produce a piece. What is Galag in your eyes? So he made this whole piece. He did this thing representing the desert tour that we did. Oh my God, I feel so, so he, sorry for you. So he did this whole piece and he had all the elements in there. So with him, we're like, all right, because we, we don't want to take it and design it ourselves. He has to be part of the design process. So we're like, all right, let's break it down and put all the elements in different pieces. Okay. So each piece can stand on its own as a Rex get a collab. But also if you wear it all together, it's almost like you're wearing the entire like Rex Gellick, Rex Gellick painting. Mm. All the elements okay. are there. Okay. That's mm-hmm. why there was a, there was certain patterns on the hat. That's and then not the shirt. there. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, but they're okay. all part of this one piece. See, fuck it. This is why I love your brand so fucking much. <laughs> you know, it's for these kind of ideas, man. And it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think, you know, he was happy with how it turned out, I think. Is Rex ever happy? He's always in his feels. He's always. Got, <laughs> no, Yan Chumi. I don't know. Yan Chumi's in his. Rex is on another level, though. Rex, Rex is, is but uh, is another. But level. I want to. I want to touch on something that you said. Like, if you're not here, if you're not on the ground here, and I think that's something that's important that we need to realize, because being in Saudi, you have to be in Saudi to be part of the conversation. Facts. Period. True. That's a hundred percent. Even if you're Saudi and you're living in Dubai. And then coming in here just for photo shoots. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of them. And then just going yes. back to the Bay to live your life or living in LA, living in London or all that. Because if you look at them, why are they living there from the get-go? These are the people that could never bear to live in Saudi. Exactly. Five years so ago. So how are you selling me something when you can't even be here? And I look at these people and I follow these people's journey. Like I'm not saying this. I'm, I problem is I know some of these people. <laughs> I've been there day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was supportive of that. But then I know like, okay, you're living in London, LA and all that. And you're part of the art creative industry, whether it's music, whether it's all that. And you couldn't make it there. But you don't know that. But the Saudis don't know that. They exactly. don't follow them before. Exactly. So they come here and they're celebrated as a billboard number one artist. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they're in all the magazines and all that. Saudi singer. I'm like, oh, now you're calling yourself a Saudi singer. Oh, that's interesting. Now we became part of the culture. Oh, I love being here. I love being in Saudi. And I'm like, oh, what? I thought, you know, you couldn't live here before. So why are we, I don't, so if you do not live here, you're a visitor, period. You are no different than these artists that are being paid to come here to perform and leave. You are not moving the needle. This was my issue when it comes to like, when we talk about music, this was my issue with Skinny. I like Skinny's music, but Skinny doesn't live here. I don't think. Skinny doesn't spend time here. It's fine. So he can do what he does there. Exactly. But you're but you not part of the, the local exactly. culture. Exactly. But you're trying to be like with the last album, <clears throat> that was the push, you know, of, you know, his relation with Saudi. But if Skinny comes around more, 
he will see Saudi in a totally different way than what he thought it was. Because Skinny hasn't been home for a minute. And once he comes home, he's going to realize, oh, okay, he's going to see more than what he actually thought it was. Because even if he's there and he is hanging out with Saudis, it's a different demographic than what's really on the ground. The people that listen to Skinny are people that he, I don't think he ever met. Maybe he bumped into them. Yeah. yeah. But he never really saw them. If Skinny comes in does one concert, he's going to close out. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. He's going to close out. That's, that's the thing. They don't, but they don't want to come. They don't want to actually be here. And that's, that's the, our biggest issue, man. But here's the thing about that part specifically. When it comes to you being Saudi, but being abroad and trying to sell Saudis and act like you are number one, the fact of the matter is you're making it worse for everybody else. Because now people are saying, yo, in order for you to be something, you have to go make it over there. No, you have to go and fail over there and come back. Yeah, but they don't know that. And here's because you just need that stamp. Because that's that you know you the Snapchat, that Instagram, you know, a for effort, a for effort. You know, that's that's e for effort. You know, it is what it is. And and but but then I sort of changed the way I look at them. These people are purely placeholders. Definitely, they will be pushed aside when the real local talent, the real qualified, the real qualified, and the real people that are here. Day in, day out, being part of the being part of the local culture, being part of um, just connecting with people here, knowing what's going on here. I think that's hugely important, especially if you're in the creative industry. And if you want to go and make your name out there and be successful, go. But don't forget your roots. Well, not even that. Don't disrespect the people here and pretend like you're something you're not. Well, that's okay. That goes back to personality, and there's a lot of people, they have a lot of issues when it comes to their own personality. Some people feel like they're not accepted here, but they're accepted somewhere else. And so they come with that mentality, is that, yo, I came from over there, from a place where people love me, and I'm coming to show you guys what I have, and now I'm expecting you guys to love me. No, you should have made the effort to be known here first. Let's say there wasn't the industry or there wasn't the platform for it. That's fine. Why are you still living there? Because that's my life now. Why but are you I'm not going to tell you it's my life. Mm. Why are you still there? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm selling you my products in order for me to stay living there. Oh, well, there we go. Exactly. There we go. Then I don't think we should put them above the people that are here. Gotcha. Uh, this is this is this is sort of my uh, my thought process with it. And the thing is, who's platforming them? To be honest, platforming are entities or publications that are run by people that are not from Saudi. Well, that's the biggest issue that and we it's, have. So it's like Look, a, the cycle. The cycle. When that you said placeholders, why do we care what they think of us? That's the question. Look, there's two conversations to have here. One being placeholders, you can say this to a lot of the industry. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of industries. Yeah, a lot of industries. We have shitload of people that are there that have no reason, and us, we know people who are more qualified, and they're not on that on that route even. Not mm. even to place the route because they're not even being looked at, and we have to live with this drama. The problem with these placeholders, they're trying to make things the standard. And then the people who are trying to come up that, that thought, oh, I list, uh, lost my opportunity, they're going to try to copy that standard. And it hurts even more. Yeah, so the standard becomes really low. Knowledge transfer is something that's very fucking important. And everyone says that word and throws it around. But the reality of it is, do you have an actual agenda of how you're going to do knowledge transfer? How you're going to empower? No, no I don't want to be gatekeepers. 
everybody's a gatekeeper everybody here. Everybody wants to be a gatekeeper. There's very rarely that have I met someone. The people that I respect and that I've had conversation with, let's say in the fashion industry, they know themselves. They know, they know my opinion on them. So they will not feel attacked by this. The others, all gatekeepers, all trying to push other people down. Trying so, to keep for themselves. Exactly. So if you feel like I'm talking about you, then yes. It I is about you. about you. <laughs> it's definitely about you. Then, yeah. So it's, it's this thing, this jealousy thing of an industry that's not even set up yet. There's space for everybody, guys. You know, just calm down. Be realistic. It's always a takeover. Everybody wants to be the best and the only person and be called the one. See, everybody wants to be the best isn't a bad attitude. Everybody wants to be the only. That's a different conversation. There's only one person who's the only one and that's rex exactly everybody else is just but the thing is rex is in his own world so it's not even in our plane well that's existence. here's the beautiful thing when you look at when everyone's telling me about like oh what a struggling artist is and i have a friend who has struggled who, who has struggled <laughs> which is basically rex and his output nobody has a fucking excuse no one no one when you have someone just like that, dedicated, passionate, just as dedicated as y'all, just as passionate as y'all, loves his work as much as y'all, but the output, that's like, I think we spoke about it last year and or after Formula One, me and the boys, we sat, yeah. we actually had a discussion with like, what did Rex do over the last year? And when we started naming it down, Rex took over 2021. The list didn't yeah. stop. Yeah. He did. And he topped it off with the Formula One at the end. Yeah, exactly. So- no one has an excuse and it's just if you're not if you if you're not being platformed by these publications or whatever you don't need to everyone's looking for that you don't need to. everyone wants that okay let's talk let, let's let's talk about that who are the publications vogue arabia esquire gq when is the last time you read them when is the last time someone bought it how relevant are they oh okay i'm gonna disappoint you right now I know five people that bought it because they were in it. <laughs> That's so, it. So because they were in it. That's it. So and their family bought it because they were in it. So, but here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at these publications. Why are we bending over backwards for them? Why are brands spending money to ship stuff to them when these people are living in Dubai and just checking off a checklist? Oh, five Saudi brands you should look out for. Those, those articles, meaningless. I, Gallag has been on Vogue. Reading it. Gallag has been on Vogue. It's been on GQ. It's been on Esquire. It's been on all the... Okay, Esquire, I respect the most because they actually asked about the brand. They did a whole study on the brand. Okay. But still, did not move the needle. Did not change... Did not give me any sales. Did not give me any exposure. Did nothing. The only thing it gave me is a couple of Instagram posts where people put fire emojis. <laughs> and that was the first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go. And this is, this is what's believed about... See, people think about support. Uh, I'll get into that in a sec, but I'm looking at this. I'm like, why? Why do we care about these people? They need us. You they, said it, you said a second ago. Why are we trying to please them? That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't get it. And, and this is not only about like the it's, no, no, it's, publication. It's, it's all across the board. It's all across. Why but this are we is always trying to please more specifically? People? Like if you look at now, you look at what actually is good exposure. What actually is effective exposure? I can name you a couple of. Instagram curation accounts, all they do is they don't even talk. They just put the stuff that they that they like and that's it. And they have a lot of followers. That's the new exposure. That's the exposure. That's the relevance that you yes, have yeah. now. That's what And sells. you can do it on your own. Like, I'll give you an example. There's Hidden NY. 
I don't know if you know the. Of course, I know. So hidden. hidden I love hidden wire. So hidden. If he puts one T-shirt, I have. I'm selling out the entire collection. Oh, word! That's how people respect his name. One T-shirt, the whole collection will go. But also, like, you, but, you, but you he, respect hidden also because you know when hidden posts something, you know it's. But that's it. But that's the thing. He's not putting a checklist. He's actually it's the stuff that he likes, the stuff that he finds. So that's where I'm looking. That is what the right exposure is. They, he is a hundred times more effective. That's why you look at high snobiety, you look at all these people, they're clamoring to kind of do things with him. They're clamoring, oh, and all that. And I remember when he was smaller, when the account was smaller and how kind of the buildup happened. The buildup, it was quick, but it's over years, consistent, consistency, consistency, and being consistent to what he posts and never posting ads, never posting that. It's consistently his curation. So if you look at those kind of little Jupiter, whoever, you know, those kind of people, those are the new relevant publications where Vogue, GQ, all these people, they're, they're a relic right now. They're basically, what they are now are the influencers that we have in front of us. You know, what they are now are cassette tapes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. fair point. Yes. Fair point. Yes, yeah. that's actually true. They're the old guard. They're the yeah. old guard and they're trying to hold on so much to what they had and they're pretending that they're relevant that it's just, it's ridiculous to watch. Come on, they're in the industry that said, keep faking until you make it. Well, you think they're going to forget the roots? Oh, no, bad. they, they keep bad. on faking until they make my it. My bad. Yes, but that also, not only that, uh, the major issue that I have is that you said it like a few minutes ago, like we spend time trying to please people who are not taking the time to understand our culture. They want us to bend whoever we are or what we are into something that they can understand. In order for them to say, oh, okay, now I like you. So you go and bend over backward trying to please them. But in reality, they're not buying your shit. Yeah. They're not going to accept your shit. You're just this person that came that like an exotic fucking pet. They're going to take you around and maybe once or twice and show you off and it's over. And they have this one-dimensional kind of vision of what you are. Okay, every photograph is either at Madan Saleh or at uh, Neom Desert. Say it. Or There's another one. Say it. Al-Balad. Al-Balad. There you go. Like, if I see one more damn photo shoot for Al-Balad, I swear to God. like mm. it's, I, I implore all Saudi photographers, do <laughs> not shoot, refuse any jobs to shoot in Al-Balad. If you saw one more in another photo shoot, I swear, it's in, they all look the same. I agree. And they're getting me these like, Luxury suits in Al-Balad. I'm like, how is there a connection? It's the aesthetic, you know? It's like, what? You know, <laughs> aesthetic. It's, and it's this producer guy calling from Dubai and the Saudis are like, okay, you have to do it. I want Al-Balad. Yeah, it looks so good, you know? It's like, and, <laughs> and it's, 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 it's mind, it's mind, it's mind blowing because they're not here. They don't know the communities that are here. And they don't know that there's so many different communities with the creative, with all that. And I think that's something you guys talked about, like the Riyadh and oh Jinda communities, how different yeah. they are. Yeah, that, that's a huge you know, And that's something community. I've discovered recently. Yes, that's okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, something I discovered recently. Like I told, uh, once I left the house, I started to realize there's people outside my house. <laughs> yes, uh, there's people with, with forks. Yeah, and uh, what, what took, what actually brought Open me Open the out, warehouse, <laughs> whatever you're locking up in. Yeah. <laughs> Release the clothes. <laughs> and, it, and, it was, and it was because of the pop-up. I had to leave the house, I had to go see, and especially, you know, the two years of COVID and all that, seeing how 
the community's changed. No one took COVID more seriously than you. I'm going to tell you that, my friend. I have not caught it for two years. Allah, so alhamdulillah, you never catch alhamdulillah, it. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So you clearly, were, you know what? I was in a room in Riyadh after Middle Beast when everybody had COVID. I think it was our room. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it what was, it was a, it was a launch. You got COVID also. It was a launch for a brand that we what all launched after Middle Beast. I'm trying to remember. It's not important. Anyway, it's mm. not important. And also, I don't want to bring it up again because <laughs> so, um, and I remember I was the only one with a mask and then all of a sudden, everybody that was there had COVID and I didn't. So if there's I'm going to tell you the funniest thing during COVID when it comes to Sultan. I saw this Snapchat account and it was his brother's wedding mm. and oh. everybody pulled up and all of a sudden you see someone in the back pull up with a mask. <laughs> so, Bish did a mask. <laughs> Sultan. <laughs> like, I know my boy. <laughs> But um, but so that kind of Stay brought me on. I started meeting people, and and as you know, and you think you, when you came to Jeddah, you saw sort of like this sort of communities that I've been kind of getting in touch with and all that. And it's hey, shout out to Sitin Street, Urban Lot, Kamal, the boys. I mean, those guys, those guys have really like they've shown me a lot, and they've given me a lot in terms. And I don't think they know how much they've given me in terms of perspective, to be honest. And I actually thank Rex and Proud because that's that event that they did open my eyes to that community much more. But at the same time, because of that community, if you really sit back and look, a lot of quality that we get, we get out of Jidda communities. When it comes to Rex, Proud, you, Satine uh, Street, Vaad. Yeah. You know, there's so much great quality of work and commitment that we get out of Jidda in terms of output more than we do anywhere else. And and here's 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 the funny thing is, is that there are more platforms in Riyadh. That's the funny thing. There are more communities in Jeddah. Yes. So uh, talk There's about communities. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's the thing. Let's, 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 be, let's be real. There's a lot of uh, talk when it comes to Riyadh. Yeah, when it comes to Riyadh, there's a lot of people that talk. I mean, I remember communities specific, families. I mean, I remember a specific someone that was on this podcast talking Kumbaya. <laughs> How, well, uh, she was talking kumbaya because she had a dream. <laughs> okay, I mean, listen, then reality but, but here's, smacked that dream about. But, but here's here's the problem with that dream: how it was executed, because they wanted to build the community after commercial license, true, uh, copyrighted the name, true, made a logo and probably true. stationary, true, all over it. You know, yes. get the Everyone emails, had business cards. <laughs> get the emails, the business cards right. Get the domain name. You're good. Cool. And probably had a whole Instagram account with... Ready. Packed. No followers, but like 50 pictures already posted. Yep. So the second you walk in, you see the back. Ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, okay, you're an artist. Come here. Come here. Come. Like good, like good. Then know? you start begging. And then you start be- And then they all come in. You have this group of random artists that have nothing in common. Like, and they have no clue why they're there also. Yeah. And you're like, mm. okay, okay, play together. Yeah. Yes. Get along. And they yes. wonder yes. why it fell apart. They wonder why all these things fall apart. Because you don't create a community by creating a platform first. This, this is not if you build it, they will come. Sadly, they can't hear you right now because they're no. busy trying to build it. <laughs> no, this, this, but here's what, if you build it, they will come. That only works when you actually talk to the community. They built the platform before knowing what the community is. And know what the community wants. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a huge issue. And now I look at Jeddah, I look at the community there. Okay, there's a community, they're tight-knit. There's no platform. So... That's sort of where I am now. It's like, what kind of, how can I support? Did that reminds me of growing up with people who love to hustle. We know we do not have the opportunity, but we're going to fucking create that opportunity for ourselves. 
We're not going to wait for you to give me a handout. I'm going to be ready and try to go forward before you even give me a handout. Mm. When in the end, a lot of people are like, yo, I want to be this. Won't you build me a system for me to be that? And that's all they want. Uh, right? So that gives the people a better opportunity to shine because the ones that make it are actually worth the the, the spotlight. Yeah. And they work their ass off. And it's, it's just kind of seeing these communities. I'm like, okay, guys, why are we not looking at them? Mm. Why are we not supporting them? Because when they can practice what they love for so long without anyone giving them any support, what would happen if you actually support them? Facts. And know what they want first. Let's, let's, let's kind of be blunt. I'm talking about the skaters. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the skaters in Jeddah, uh, Silly Boys, Jeddah, Hina, Kaman, Riyadh. Yes. In Riyadh, there's sand lifers. Those two are like the main ones. So I'm seeing these guys and they're practicing every day for in the heat. They're going. They The guys in Jeddah don't even have a skate park. They're doing it in little Nauras, Hadik Nauras. Yeah. And they're just doing and just trying to improve, trying to improve, trying to work. And they created this community. And no one is, and all brands, they come, they use them for photo shoots and content and خلاص, it's fine. And they're very conscious of it. So whenever a brand comes to them, oh, it's for the culture. Mm-hmm. So they they laugh at that phrase, by the way, by now. When everyone says for the culture, that's the joke. Fake. Brands come in, they use them as an aesthetic. Come, let's do a photo shoot. Let's do a video. And then when they're done, okay, guys, bye. Yes. We want, and, and also there's an issue. And also they have no rights to anything. Oh, no, get. nothing, nothing, exactly. nothing, nothing at all. They have full ownership on them. Exactly. And you look at... Uh, and sometimes when events are set up and this isn't the, it's, it's the perception of the, it's the perception of street culture. What is street culture? It's hip hop, whatever, DJ music, streetwear, b-boys, streetwear, skaters, right? The issue is you look at all these events, they want to put all of them together and one all the time. Yes. There's no space for all these people. There was there was an event uh, there was an event in in the City Walk in Jeddah that was meant to be like a street sort of event. It was successful; it got people. But when you talk to the skaters after, they hated it because because we, they're it, used. They're like, we didn't we don't have space to actually do the tricks, and we're treated like we're like you know goldfish in a fishbowl is like hey, look people, at them people yeah, are yeah, all looking dance, at them dance. waiting for them to actually do the trick and that's not how it works yeah. you know it's not a competition it's not a content where you have but they're looking at them and that makes it it's like all these people around them just they want to do the trick you have yeah. to do it right yeah. and if you embarrass it it starts getting there so it's not dance monkey dance. and this is yeah. just, exactly and this is just by the way things you just sit and talk know what they want know what they're facing that does not happen a lot here so I'm like, if this is that simple, how come people don't do it? So when when you came and saw sort of how I was with Kamal, with these guys, so Apple we're working boys. out a way, okay, how can we support these guys, but actually not support these guys where it's like, Gadeg is championing the skate yeah, culture yeah, yeah. and all that. I'm like, that's, that's not. I'm like, this, no, this is what I love so much I about what push. you guys do in Jeddah is that it's not, it's not about my brand. It's about really for the culture that we're trying to bring It is, out. but also you have to actually be honest with yourself. And me as Galag, as a brand, and I told this to the guys, the skaters, city boys, I thought, I'm like, listen, because they, one of them said, listen, you're doing a lot for us and we don't know how to give back. 
right? We don't know how to, I'm like, listen, maslahti, what I'm getting out of it is going to come later. Exactly. It's going to come way later. Right exactly. now, I need you guys to grow in order to achieve what I want to achieve. So you will benefit from this and be able to be self-sustainable. And then my association with that growth, that'll help me later. Yes, but it's not about your brand being seen no. in the community. No, no. It's, it's, it's about actually building a community that helps everybody around them. Exactly. And by that association, by like, it, it, I mean, I'm not, it's not going to be hidden, but like, hey, we're going to be around. But by that association, automatically it'll help. But it, the fact that it helps this community grow and be self-sustainable, not dependent on me. You're not using them, basically. You're you're benefiting both. And I've actually, and I've been straightforward. Listen, I'm like, if it ever feels like I'm taking advantage, tell me. This feels like like it's taking advantage of us. I'm like, fine. Because sometimes I see things differently, right? Because Mm -hmm. I don't see your perspective. Then we can have a discussion about it. Like, okay, this is where I'm coming from. This is where it benefits you. This is where I'm thinking. So it's, it's all about having conversations. It's all about actually figuring out what they need not assuming what they need mm. and then trying to guess and know what. So basically what we get from all of this is that there's a huge disconnect for where people should be, where the industry should be going and where people are trying to make it go. Yeah. And basically, and that falls into all the categories when it comes to art, fashion, music, and so on, so on, so on. Everybody has an idea of what it is, but nobody's really talking to the right people or talking to the community itself. Exactly. And just, just look at them. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, so in Riyadh here, I know we brought the Jeddah guys here to meet with the Riyadh guys. First time they come to Riyadh, all of them and meet the... Uh, oh, for real. So they all got together for the first time. Normally the Riyadh guys come to Jeddah. Mm. And for mating season. And the thing is... <laughs> <laughs> See, they're mating season. They migrate. <laughs> but just kind of there's so many skateboards in the streets today (laughs) but there's a lot there's a lot of you look at how there there is a genuine feeling within that community that's like they want they just love doing this they never met no they met they They know each other they know each other and they know of each other Mm. best there's skate parks here there's no skate parks in Jeddah. oh okay yeah so they come here and they're all on the skate dude they spent Eight hours just skating. But that's the thing. See, that says says a lot about exactly what we're talking about. And Jidda, even if it's not available, we make it work. Mm. And the other, it's available, but everyone has their own idea of what makes it work. And nobody's talking to each other. Yeah, and and I feel like when these platforms are made, they're made for that the community to be dependent on the platform. It's not the platform will enable this community to be self-sufficient without them. Yeah, it's, and pu- there's it's putting an, the cart before the horses. Yeah, and there's there's an inherent issue with that. You're meant to enable, not meant to just put under your umbrella. Isn't it now from all these issues? Because right now, because everything is happening, like even with the 100 brands, it's happening. So everyone's just waiting to see a result. But whenever Tell that result something. is done, okay, and people see nothing... That's going to discourage the people and the market. Exactly. You're going to make it even worse than it was before. I mean, uh, let me ask you a question. So you look at the 100 brands. Exhibition in New York, right? Yeah. Did any of these brands actually, their exhibition in New York, the fact that they went to New York, was that due to their work or due to them being taken there? 
Taken. Taken so, all day. So this, this is a genuine question. And f- because me, if that happened to me, I would not be satisfied. I, I, I wouldn't know if I'm happy. The fact that I'm just being displayed in New York because someone else took me there and I haven't earned it as Gaelic. Man, you, you keep talking about people who have value. Relax, man. You have to remove your value out of it. No, if we don't understand what's going on. This is why I'll never make it. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you, you actually love and care about what you're doing and you understand it. You know, hey, don't dangle me in front of people and say, oh, this is the person. No, I want my hard work to take me to places. Your job is to make sure that my hard work doesn't go to waste. Your job is not to fucking take me and tangle my bitch ass in front of people and say, oh, look at this, look at this, look yeah. at this. No, this is bullshit. Until now, I haven't seen anything that says, yo, we should give a shit. The only reason we're all giving a shit is because we searched for ourselves, because we were hunting for ourselves, and because we wanted it for ourselves, because we loved it. We know the value of streetwear, mm. and we want to be a part of it, and we want to be local. We did it ourselves. No one did it to us. But now they're coming in trying to tell us how we should run shit. Imagine, imagine someone just coming to Rex and telling him, listen, we love your work. We know how to make it better. <laughs> just imagine that. Someone who is... has this unlock. He can do it in his sleep of how good he is and how creative and how out of the box he is. And this loser comes out of nowhere and says, I can make you better. Your job is not to make me better. Your job is to open the door for me to be better. And you don't know what is making me better. Exactly. And especially when working in the creative God, industry. I hate so many people right now. <laughs> swear to God. I can feel it. I can, I can see the smoke. Bro, it's re- look, I've, I've been telling myself for the last year that I'm not going to be throwing these fits over this bullshit and I'm going to ignore a lot of things. But the reality of it is, it really fucking hurts. What? It really hurts when I see all of this happening to everybody. Everybody. It hurts me to this day that Rex doesn't get the love of recognition that he deserves, even though he has a lot of love of recognition. But he should be on a, on a fucking mantle. He's, he's, he's the guy. Yes. He's the guy, to be honest with Rex, Amen. he's the most visible. He's consistent. Yes. He, I've never heard him say no. Creative. Creative. He created his own world, like with Chumi, with that. You can, yes. there's a narrative with his work. You know, there's, an, there's vibes and energy with his work. <laughs> <laughs> it's his vibes and energy. It's his vibes and energy. Yes. It's all different ball game. It's authentic. It is. Exactly, it is it's from him. Exactly. I know him. And let me tell you, the, did I tell you the first story that when I met when I met Rex and not the person I knew before? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was in New York. I was in his apartment. I've known him for years. All right. And he was talking to me. I was visiting New York, and I came. He's like, "Yo, yeah, I you know with my art and all that." And in my head, I know the guy. Like, yeah, yeah, it's one of these things. He's trying, he's just, it's all this. And I, I told, I told, I told you this before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is all bull. This and all that. I'm going to, sure. I'll humor him. And I'm like, all right. So it's going to be one of those nights. How long till I can get the hell out of here? Yeah. I can go to the cafe at the corner and just chill and decompress. <laughs> and then he opens a room in his apartment, his art room. The amount of painted canvases that I saw there. And when I looked, I was like, oh. Yes. 
no, 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 this is not a joke. Self-taught, like he hasn't, like, and he can tell that it's self-taught. Like it's, yeah, it's very raw. You, you know, when, when someone says, you know, he can tell it's self-taught, it means it was trash. Yeah, it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> it was trash, Rex. That's what no, he's trying to say. No, it's not <laughs> in a respectful yeah. way. No, I'll, I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I said that because there's a certain progression of how complicated and how it went. Because I remember he had one, his first piece, I think he said it was, I think it was the golden one, that one, that I love so much. And he said it was his first piece and it was doodles. It was mainly doodles. But then you look at the painted canvases and that progress, you're like, oh, okay. And that's why you like the first one because you understand where it's going to go. Not necessarily. I just liked it because it looked cool. (laughs) To be honest. I'm sorry that I gave it death threats. (laughs) I apologize, bro. But but maybe, but maybe like subconsciously, but but it's, that's when I knew this was real. That's when I knew he wasn't joking because he did the work. A lot of the people talk. Yeah. Oh my, this is what I want to do. Whatever my brand is about, you know, Saudi traditional modernity, but it's like a scissor logo. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow, what is that? Gusta shot. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, to be. He has an effect on you. He has an effect. <laughs> it's just on you. Over, bro. That's a Turk. He's a ventriloquist. He came out of you. I beat him real yeah, quick yeah. to it. Yeah. I'm proud of that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> but it's, okay. Okay. It's like the third time. It is, it is all you know. It's 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 looking and filtering out, filtering out the people who don't actually who who don't do it for the right reasons. That's hard to do. Because you can never guess intent. Someone might have all the right the right reasons, but they don't have the talent to do it, which is fine. F- work with someone who has the talent to execute what you do, but don't try to gatekeep. Because I look at a lot of people who create these platforms, they want to be part of the creative community, but they're not creative. So how can I thrust myself into this? I'll run this platform so I'm in the middle of this. So I get the recognition. So I meet these creatives that I, I'm a fan of or whoever. And I'm there. I'm called so, the so. new generation yes. of enablers. You're called, you're called a curator. Those who can create, curate? Curate, yes. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, it, you look at these and I'm very cynical. I think because... I look, I'm not part of, I don't thrust myself into that community. I don't push myself there. So I look at it from afar. So I tend to look at everything in, within a cynical way where I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad well, thing. Well, it can be a good thing and a bad thing, but I, I look, if anyone is, is, is still here listening to this, you can understand why you would feel that way. Because mm. that's also been the issue. Like all of us will be feel the same way. Like, yo, is this person really about what he wants to be or who he is? It's important for us to understand, am I going to invest my time and effort to back someone up if that's not really who he is? Exactly. And it's hard. It's it hard. is, it's bro. Hard it, to is. Realize it is. Because it is. people know what to say, to be honest. Exactly. Especially man. with the platforms. Like, Have yeah, you seen we're new you didn't see Proud's uh, interview with us? <laughs> he knew what to say. <laughs> Proud knows what to say at all at times. All times. <laughs> you know, he is he has the gift for gab. You know what I mean? He's oh like, my god! Bro. He's, he's, he's Look, we, we we can do this for the next sixteen hours, we, right? And I, I, we we I, have yeah. an, we have another podcast prepared for the film. Exactly. So. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be multiple podcasts with Sultan right here. Oh no, that one that one I say look forward to. Um, 
me being shunned out of every creative industry after that <laughs> one, after that one. <laughs> no, no, you're gonna be great. But look, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I'm setting up the, the takeaway. But I'll tell you what's my fear. What? Or at least my biggest fear. And this is like honestly genuine my fear when it comes to you, when it comes to Rex, when it comes to Jeet, when it comes to Saud, Entitled, and BL, everybody. All these people that I love who are very passionate about what they do. My My biggest fear is that we're going to lose you guys before the industry evolves. And then we would have lost on great quality, commitment, passion, creativity, and all of above. Because what I see for, for both of you and all the boys involved and everybody involved is that you're so good at what you do that... The generation that's come after you, that's inspired by you, will have your work ethic. Rather than trying to be like someone else, there's actually a person, Minna Ufina, who made it to the top with his own identity. And I really hope we don't get to that day without seeing everybody who as passionate as you guys are being in that place. I think, you know, that that's definitely a fear that I have as well. Like it comes to a point where I'm just like, all right, I'm out. But I look at Rex, I look at Sujid and... All the boys. All the boys. Uh, I see them actually, I don't know if it's consciously or subconsciously, is that they're trying to position themselves in a way where they're in the, on, dependent on them, themselves, which is, I think, the correct way. Because I think if I was about to call him by his name, if Rex... <laughs> <laughs> if Rex it's right told, in front of me. I told you, erase that name. He's erase right in name. front of me. No mask. <laughs> exactly. You know, just flip the camera. You'll know <laughs> who he is. <laughs> so with him, because he's worked independently before. So with him and Vlad, they've built themselves in a way where I mean, they can do this on their own independently. True. Alhamdulillah, there's people with sense that sees them and actually supports them. Uh, with Saud, Bridge, and you know, with Bridge Entertainment, with Empire, with all that, he's able to have that platform. Um, with me, I've always looked at it in a way where I want to work where I'm not reliant on anybody. So, no handouts. No handouts. So, if someone thinks they can take something from me or ha- believes that they have given me something or an opportunity or something they can take from me. I don't care. They can do that. I've been I'm, self-sustained for a long, long time, bro. That's why I stay home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but now you got out. Yeah, now I'm out. Man, thank you for being here. Thank you for thank having you me. Thank you for coming like to the as usual. Thank you for the past the therapy session. Oh, I appreciate you. Even though we've been here for like eight hours already. <laughs> <laughs> only it was recorded before. I know. Oh, oh thank no, God no, it wasn't. Thank, thank God it wasn't. Especially with Chun Li thighs and shit. Oh. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. All right, all right. <laughs> anyway. anyway beep that out. No, no, no. We've been nothing out. Oh. We keep it that. We keep it that. <laughs> Shout out to this number one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us. We appreciate all y'all. We'll uh, explain that joke later on to y'all. Never. But anyway, actually, well, I, never. Uh, can I just say something? Go ahead. I've, I feel like, you know, I haven't had much listener number one. Because he's a listener. Ah, true. true, nah. true. 
The second we hang up, you're gonna hear those stories, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And here's, the, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mister Number One is not a fashion person, man. Yes, he's a thought wearer, man. So I cannot contribute much to this conversation. <laughs> The only contribution is galab Don't worry, little boy. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll uh, just I'll take care and you know dress you up. I, I, I used to for a long time. I used to do all my homes. So I don't know. I, I, I got, thank, thank I got something control. You know, it's gonna be double daddy when I'm done yeah. with that. Anyway, he's got a special. Right, let's go. Let's go. Peace, 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 peace. 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 <laughs>